Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Positive Proof Podcast. I'm your host, Parmas Najmi, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one on self-improvement, mindset, and wellness, go ahead and hit that follow button to join the family. This is probably the most highly requested podcast topic that I've gotten. It's also going to be a longer one, so pop in those headphones, go on a walk, clean your space, and let's chat. I've been working on this one for a while so I can make it super special for you guys and valuable for you guys. And you probably already know by the title, but today we are going to be talking about all things confidence, what it means to be confident, why you might be lacking it, how you can build your confidence and how you can make it last. And like always, before getting into today's episode, I want you to remember that with anything that you learn comes practice and application. You can take all this information and let it digest in your brain, but if you don't actively try and apply it in your everyday life, then you will have gained all this information for nothing. Learning is not merely half the battle. It's the everyday work that will make a change in your life. So I'm just here to help you open that door for you. And the reason I've been starting the last few episodes with this disclaimer is because I remember in the beginning of my self-improvement journey, I was reading all these books and watching all these YouTube videos and TED Talks, but not seeing any changes in my life. And it's because I wasn't putting in the work. I was just taking in all this information without applying any of it. So that's just a little reminder from me to you so you're not making the same mistakes I was. Let's get into it though. How do we build confidence that we all want it? It seems to be the one thing that can be revolutionary in our self-improvement journey, which it is, but so many people struggle with it, as did I a few years ago. It's totally normal and it's totally buildable. But let's define confidence first. You probably think that if someone has a lot of money, lots of friends, a beach body, they must be confident, right? Well, that couldn't be farther from the truth. There are people out there who can afford anything really, but lack confidence. There are people out there with insane bodies that people would kill for and still lack confidence. There are people out there that are so popular and loved by everyone with tons of friends and still lack confidence. And if you're wondering why, it's because confidence is not the result of any status or tangible things or external markers, but rather it's a feeling, a state of mind. It's the perception we have of ourselves that dictate how confident we are. Let me rephrase and say that again. Confidence is a feeling, it's an emotional state, and it's the perception that you have everything you need and don't lack anything. So for example, I'm really confident in my social life because I don't feel that I lack anything. I have all the amazing friends that I need and there's not many of them. It's less than a handful, but I'm happy with that. Or I'm also very confident in my work because I don't feel that I'm lacking once again. I reach the career goals that I set for myself. I put in the work I promised myself to do and I see the results that I expect to receive. When someone feels like they're lacking in a certain area of their life, that is what will drive that person to engage in behavior that doesn't seem confident, which is a result of the way they feel about themselves. So if there's someone making a million dollars and they feel that they're lacking and not making multi-millions, then they too can lack confidence. If there's someone who is an incredibly loving relationship, but they feel they're lacking because they're not married, they too can lack confidence. But the reality is that achieving the things you thought you were lacking in doesn't necessarily build your confidence. 
if someone is promoted to a position with a higher title, they won't become more confident in their professional skills because the confidence is not rooted in the title change, but rather in the work that that individual puts in to curate their perception of themselves. Another thing you have to realize is that you are not born with confidence. You got to create it. So you don't need to feel like you're at a disadvantage in life just because you are not your most confident self. That is fine. A lot of us had to start somewhere and do that inner work, aka me, to become the confident person that we are today, that I am today. And if you feel like you don't know where to start because you don't have anything to be confident about, then you're not going to be able to break that vicious cycle you're in because you have to, at the very, very least, expect some good for yourself in whatever area of your life that is to feel like you're getting somewhere. And that process of getting somewhere where you expect the good things to happen to you, that's where you can start feeling the confidence roll in. I expect so many good things in my life to happen. I'm darn right putting in the work for it. So I already feel confident because I know that there's good things coming, that whatever I put my mind to, I can achieve. I perceive myself as this hardworking girl in her 20s that reaches the goals she sets and regardless of if I'm where I want to be or not, I'm still confident because I am happy with the girl that I show up as every single day. So now that we've defined what confidence is and debunked what people usually think of it as, I want to talk about the different ways that you can build confidence and make it last. First and most importantly, you got to keep the promises that you make to yourself. What do I mean by this? Simple. Hold yourself accountable. It's a form of self-respect and it's the root of self-confidence. If you tell yourself you're going to start working out tomorrow, don't go back on your word. Make it happen just like you said you would. If you tell yourself that you're going to cook dinner tonight, don't let the laziness kick in and order takeout. Make it happen because you told yourself you were going to make it happen. And if you can't make it happen, don't say you will. These little promises that we make to ourselves and keep, they add up and strengthen our level of self-trust and self-respect, which in turn increases our level of self-confidence. The more often that you keep those promises and act on them, the more you'll trust yourself to do it again next time. So that if you decide to put your mind to something new that you want to achieve, you trust and respect yourself enough to 100% go through with it. And the more often it's done on a smaller scale, the more often it can be done on a bigger scale. You want to switch career paths? No problem, because you already trust yourself that it's the right decision and that you will put in the work necessary to make whatever alternative path work for you. Again, this starts off with the small everyday promises you make to yourself. So things such as folding your clean laundry that you've been telling yourself you'll do, calling up that friend you've been wanting to catch up on, but give the excuse of being too busy doing that weekly deep clean that you've been in need of, but you find yourself in bed on your phone. Every time you act on these tiny promises, that confidence gets boosted just a little bit. So imagine your confidence over time if you were to continue doing this. I want you to make this a habit. And if you know deep down that you're not gonna go through with something that you say you are, simply don't say you will. It's fine if you don't make your bed every morning and that's just how you roll, but to say you will and then not doing it, that's the problem and that's what's hurting your confidence. And if you're struggling to make the things you say happen, that is a whole topic of its own, but in short, craft your environment to be in favor of the things you are saying you'll do and be specific. 
So going back to those same examples, if you want to fold a pile of clean laundry, choose a time that you want to get this done, set an alarm and block out time for it. You can make it easier on yourself by choosing a podcast to listen to while you fold the laundry. Or if you've been meaning to call up a friend to catch up, coordinate with them so they're also committing to a phone call, making it harder for you to back down. And lastly, that deep clean you've been wanting to get done, have an energizing breakfast, have your cleaning supplies ready from the night before and start with one corner of your space. The rest will follow. The pattern here is being specific about what you want to get done, blocking out time for it, and also making it easy to get whatever it is you want to get done, done. The second way to build your confidence is through self-talk and reprogramming of your automatic thoughts. What do I mean by self-talk? I'm talking about those positive affirmations that you hear everyone raving about in their morning routines. The more positive self-talk you engage in, the more positive your automatic thoughts will be. Because as humans, our automatic thoughts have a tendency towards the negative without practice and intervention. If you lack self-confidence, then this will have an even stronger impact on you because your automatic thoughts start to sound like, everybody hates me. Oh my God, I did something wrong. I look so funny and so on. But if you want to reprogram your brain to have a tendency towards the positive thoughts so you can feel more confident, then start thinking the opposite. Yes, you can redirect your thoughts. You may not believe it at first, but over time you will. So telling yourself that you are fully capable of starting your own business, that you're so beautiful that you could make it on a magazine cover, or that you have everything you need and you're thankful for it. Say your name with pride. Look yourself in the mirror and say, for example, I am Parmas Najmi. I'm the creator of a successful podcast. Say it in a firm and expressive tone, so passionately like you mean it. Look yourself in the eye when you say it. Again, it might seem silly at first. It might seem like hard work, but trust me, over time, it will come naturally. And it will translate into thoughts that come to mind in replacement of those negative ones. Because if you want to move past your low self-confidence, you have to, have to, have to get rid of the negative self-talk and replace it with the positive self-talk. Now, if you're having trouble with positive things to say about yourself, I suggest sitting down to make a list and reflecting on all the qualities and characteristics you appreciate about yourself. Give it some genuine thought and block out all the external factors and societal standards and let it just be you, yourself, and your thoughts. Maybe you can think back to your childhood on things you were praised for or something you like about yourself that you've been neglecting because you think others don't like it the way you do. Whatever it may be, give yourself that time to reflect, to uncover all the positive things about yourself and hold on to that dearly because you are going to go back to that list every single day until you feel so strongly about those things that you grow fonder of yourself. And as you grow fonder, you feel more confident. The third and easiest way to build your confidence is to adjust your body language so you can fake it until you make it. If you're not already walking with your chin up and your arms uncrossed, chest open, and your back pin straight, then you have got to change that now because your body language will not only signal and communicate the way you feel to others, but it will subconsciously reinforce that feeling of low confidence. And to back this up, I actually read a blog post that high confidence body language can actually improve your performance, whether it be in a presentation, an interview, a meeting, 
anything really. So knowing that your body language should be one of the first things you pay attention to because not only are you tricking yourself to feeling more confident, you appear that way to others and end up performing better in certain areas of your life. And if you trick yourself into feeling more confident often enough, you will eventually build your self-confidence. So remember, positive body language tricks your brain into feeling the same emotions you would feel in an upright posture. Now, an alternative approach to this is what's called the backwards law, which goes against everything I just said, but may work better for you. The backwards law goes against the logical approach of faking it till you make it by acting confident to feel more confident because there have been times where the people who take this approach end up coming off as more insecure because maybe they're trying too hard. And so the alternative approach to this would be to do the opposite by accepting your flaws, showcasing your weaknesses and being comfortable with your insecurities and embracing them. This will ironically make you seem more confident because you are sending off the message that you accept who you are and that you don't care about what other people think, that you're comfortable and happy despite those flaws and weaknesses. Both approaches can be effective. You just have to decide what works best for you. I personally pay attention to my body language for sure and try to keep it upright for the most part due to many reasons besides confidence, but I also do embrace my insecurities quite a bit because I've learned to accept them and honestly, it's just become something I don't think about often. So I can easily talk about my insecurities without feeling embarrassed or less beautiful or anything like that. I think once you accept your insecurities too, it doesn't even remain an insecurity anymore because again, you can freely talk about it and not care too much about it. And in that case, I like to call it the least favorite thing about myself because those things most definitely do not contribute to low self-confidence for me, which is essentially what an insecurity is. So again, two different approaches. You can use a combination of both and see what it does for you. The fourth thing that you should do to build your self-confidence is to believe in yourself. I know it sounds cliche, but wait, let me explain. There are very few people, if any, that believe in you strongly enough to ignite changes in you towards a better, more happier, more fulfilled life. And with that said, if no one else can believe in you that passionately, then who will? That's right, yourself. Believing in yourself is the first step to reaching your goals. And if you're asking, well, how can I believe in myself? This is how. First off, you need to understand that really anything is possible because there have been people with absolutely all odds against them and they still made their dreams come true. Why are you any different than those people? Christopher Columbus went against all odds to prove that the earth was round when everyone believed that it was impossible. Elon Musk started mass production of electric vehicles when everyone thought it was impossible to make it work. Jeff Bezos started Amazon Go, which is a cashierless store, when everyone thought it was impossible to run a store without cashiers. What do these people have in common? They have high self-confidence. With that said, once you realize anything is possible, you can dream as big as you want. And you can make those dreams goals of yours. So long as you believe in yourself, because that is all that matters, You don't need anyone else to believe in you. You believing in yourself is enough to reach your goals because then you start setting goals and planning out exactly how to achieve those goals and not stopping until you've achieved what you've wanted to achieve. So practice believing in yourself and I promise you, self-confidence will rise. You will go on to reach bigger and better goals and do so well in life.
The next thing that you can do to build your confidence is to resist the urge to engage in low confidence behaviors. To be specific, I'm talking about over explaining yourself, being closed minded, externalizing your problems, seeking external validation, acting like a know-it-all, comparing yourself to others, which I have done an episode on if you want to check that out, and so many more, but we'll focus on those for now. When you over-explain yourself, it implies that you find the need to convince the other person to agree with what you're saying or to justify what you're saying, and it could mean you're avoiding a negative reaction from that person or conflict with that person based on disagreement. But a confident person would not care about what the other person thinks and will just get the message across in a more efficient and sophisticated manner. So practice saying less than what you used to think is necessary. Leave room for questions from the other person. This can also make the conversation flow so much better rather than over-explaining in one breath. Remember, less is more, so focus on the bottom line rather than the infinite details you want to get out. Another one is being closed-minded. Gosh, I love this one. I actually used to be very closed-minded because I thought I was right about everything that I believed in, but thank goodness that I've improved immensely on this one because I look back and it's just like, Wow, how unlikable for someone to be so close-minded where you can't have a conversation with them because they're so adamant on being right. It's like they can't tolerate another view, belief, or even for a second put themselves in an alternative point of view. This is actually also one of my favorite things about myself that I've worked on because conversations and debates are so much more fun. It's incredibly interesting to see what other people have to say regarding opposing views. And you also learn a thing or two in the process. I've even shifted my views and beliefs as a result of these conversations. So definitely a very, very important quality that you can work on. Being open-minded is a characteristic of a highly confident person. So next time you find yourself in a conversation with thoughts, beliefs, views, and points that go against yours, instead of being a know-it-all and trying to convince the person to think the way you do, learn about their point of view. Ask questions. You don't have to end up agreeing with what they say. Just hear them out and try to understand. Don't hear them out and judge them in your head either. Actually try to understand and see things through their lens. Trust me, this becomes so enjoyable once you do it right. Moving on, externalizing your problems rather than accepting when you're wrong and taking the responsibility to act according to those wrongdoings. Confident people can be wrong. They can make mistakes. They can fail. They can hurt people unintentionally. But one thing they do is admit when they're wrong because they're not afraid of being wrong and being judged by it. Instead, they grow from it and handle the situation in a more mature way. People will appreciate you and respect you 10 times more if you can admit to your wrongdoings rather than externalize the problem and blame the world. And lastly, of course, seeking external validation, which will clearly indicate you lack confidence. If you can find ways to source it within yourself, then you will no longer need to seek external validation to feed your ego or boost your confidence. Sourcing yourself means, again, achieving the goals you set for yourself, positive self-talk, and building your knowledge, which we're getting into next. So building your knowledge. How can this build your self-confidence? Well, when you build on your knowledge, you can expand your skill set. You can gain experience and strengthen your beliefs in your own abilities. 
All of these are correlated with higher self-confidence. For example, I would not feel confident on a golf course because I don't know how to play a game of golf, let alone play well. I only know how to swing the golf club. I think that's what you call it. There's like different names for each one, right? Because they come in a set or something. Well, anyways, you get the extent of my knowledge on golf. Point is, I wouldn't feel confident and it's very clear it's because I lack the knowledge and skills necessary to play a golf game on a golf course. But what do I feel confident in? Participating in a swim race with the average swimmer. It has been a while, so emphasis on average. And that's because I took swimming lessons my whole life and then went on to be a swim instructor and lifeguard in my teenage years. So I know exactly what I'm doing. And that's what I want to get to. Your first time with anything, you'll likely have no clue what you're doing. And without that preparation and experience and building of your knowledge, you're going to doubt yourself and feel like you're not equipped to handle it. So the best thing to do is to acquire as much knowledge as possible. No, you don't need to go to university and no, you don't need to take courses. You can simply read a ton of books on topics you've never heard of. Do research on stuff you wonder about or take classes to build on your skill set. Explore the world to gain new experiences. Talk to strangers and engage in meaningful conversation. Just put yourself out there. I know some of these things may sound scary to you, but it will help you step out of your comfort zone and build your confidence to a whole new level. Which brings me to my next point. You can't build your confidence without any level of risk. You gotta challenge yourself and do the things that scare you. And the more risk you take on, the more you'll gain rich life experiences that will ultimately contribute to your self-confidence. Trust me, you don't wanna stay in your small, comfortable little bubble because then as soon as you come across a challenge, you will instantly feel that lack of self-confidence and you'll resist dabbling into that challenge. But if you regularly challenge yourself, you stretch out your level of comfortability with being uncomfortable. Might sound confusing, so I'll say it again. The more you challenge yourself and do the things that scare you, that feel like risks to you, the more you become accustomed to and comfortable with taking on these new challenges and risks that may initially present themselves as uncomfortable and scary things to do. So if I'm doing new and challenging things every day, I will be much more confident to take on newer and bigger challenges than someone who never challenges themselves. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is how we grow as a person. You know those people who are a jack of all trades? Yeah, those are the people who challenge themselves to learn new skills and dabble in new things often, resulting in them learning more and more and more to become a jack of all trades. So challenge yourself, take risks, do the things that scare you. This will also contribute to living a happier life. And obviously who doesn't want that? And last final reminder that I'm not going to go into in depth because I've spoken about it numerous times is to live a healthy lifestyle. If you're not, that is going to directly impact you in so many ways where none of the stuff we spoke about will matter because they're secondary to living a healthy lifestyle. Someone who has a poor diet and doesn't exercise regularly will most likely not feel motivated and not feel energized and just not feel their best mentally and physically. So how do you expect them to take on challenges, for example, or pay attention to their body language? And so before anything, make sure you're taking care of yourself internally. That way your happy hormones are in check and you've eliminated mental lows out of the equation and you know your brain and body are at optimal performance so that you can do some solid inner work that you know will be effective. So to recap, the eight ways you can build your confidence is number one, keep the promises you make to yourself. 
Number two, self-talk and reprogramming of your automatic thoughts. Number three, body language. Number four, believing in yourself. Number five, resisting the urge to engage in low confidence behaviors. Number six, building your knowledge. Number seven, challenging yourself and taking risks. And number eight, living a healthy lifestyle. So that is a wrap. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review. Your feedback seriously means so much to me. The more people this podcast reaches, the bigger the positive impact we have. So I'd love it if you could do that for me. And if you don't know yet, I do monthly giveaways where a random person will be selected from those of you who do leave a review. The winner will be announced on upcoming episodes. And if you want an extra entry into the giveaway, make sure to share this podcast or episode via socials and tag me at Parmesnajmi and at Positive Proof Podcast on Instagram. To everyone else, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you so, so much. And I can't wait to chat with you again in next week's episode. Lots of love, Parmesnajmi.